Alright, we are back. Week three. Dun, 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 dun. Episode Actually, three. Yeah, but I say I shouldn't probably do the ESPN music. I don't know if we can afford that sponsorship. Oh, is that what that's from? I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, episode three, right? Yes, I'm going to go ahead and stick with episode three. That's where we're at. Good. And I like that number, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I got a question for you then. Okay. Shoot. I love questions. So do you think that today is like our in 2020? 2020, the year. Which is we're like in. a curse word, realistically. Oh, no. no. Now people people think that. We've we've been through a lot in 2020. I mean, we've been through a lot in a lot of years, but, but true. But if you step back and think about it, there are some silver linings. Yeah, There's of course. Silver There's linings. always silver linings. That's but the whole that, point of silver lining. <laughs> That's a good movie. Silver lining. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I have it up on my shelf. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's one of the few movies I have actually. But yes, we. I think a lot of people look at the negatives that have gone on, and I and I I think that it, isn't that what uh, was it? Mister Rogers that always said, "If you look for the helpers, if you look for the positive things in life." True. Well, aren't we always defined by our negatives? You can do fifty million good things. You can. All right, fifty million is a bit excessive. That's- Let's put it like this. You're a community involver. You go to work. You raise your kids. You do all of this, right? But let the PTA board happen to see you had one too many drinks at time. What do they? What does the whole PTA board call you? All the what do all the other soccer moms call you, right? I guess a lush or something, right? Well, all I'm getting at is like you're. You're defined by your lowest. You're defined by your lowest. It's it's a horrible concept, and I don't know why we do it, but that's what we do. We don't define people by their positives. Hmm, that's that's a good point. But in in totality, if we really do look at it, there are many positives around us, and I think that that is what we should focus. So if we should focus on that, then our social media should be a hundred percent about the positives in our life, not our negatives, right? <laughs> You're trying to back me into a corner yep. about social media. <laughs> so then let me go back to that question that I didn't ask. Yes. So do you think we are more socially connected through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, Snapchat, TikTok? I, I'm, I, You're just listing all of the social media where we can be found. Well, not TikTok or Snapchat, but no, those two, I guess. <laughs> We don't have that, but anyways. Um, not that you know of. But what I'm getting at, you better not be making no TikToks that I know of. Um, so I guess I'm getting at this. Do you think it enhances our connections or do you think it tears down our ability to connect to each other? Okay, so you're asking an either or question. Yep. It, <laughs> did you not watch? I, I get- did, did, did you not see the name of our show? Have you not met me? I don't like to answer anything in totality. I like to be, be like either. Well, We're you've come to absolutes. the wrong. You've come to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that it can drive barriers into real, true connection. I think that it can add limitations to to our social connectivity. I mean, it brings. I mean, the world is a small place now. Like yeah. there's there's no boundaries. Like you can live anywhere and still be close to your family. 
I guess I say the world is a small place, but at the same point in time, it's large, right? Like, for instance, I can't, the idea of going to visit my family or friends that might be, for instance, let's say for me, I got a lot of friends in California, right? So the idea of me being able to go see my friends in California is absolutely feasible, but it's not practical. True, but social media makes the world a small place because you can visit with them via so social, social media, media is a good thing. Social media used in the right way <laughs> can be a good thing. So what I'm hearing you say is social media is a good thing. And what I'm hearing you say is you've missed your calling to be a lawyer. What? <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? By my mom's honor, that's what I was going to be. Well... She may have been correct, (laughs) but by my mom's honor, (laughs) I can still argue both sides of the point, (laughs) whether I'm on trial or not. All right, we're going to find out. So then I look at it like, okay, so here's my perspective on it, right? I think there are a lot of missed connections or fake connections with social media, but I think there's more actual connections and i think it's enhanced our ability to communicate with each other or not enhanced i think it's a i think we've adapted to a new age i look at it like this if you were the weird kid in elementary i'm not saying you i'm saying i'm i'm painting a picture here Jeez. I feel like you're painting a picture of my childhood. No, I'm just saying. Can I Picasso this for like five seconds? I'm Picassoing right now. I thought I was the Picasso. You're actual. I'm talking just word <laughs> literature here. All right, work with you. You're the outcast. You're different in school or whatever. You don't have as many friends because what you like, what you're into, hard to say. But now you have access to Facebook groups, to TikTok, to even Snapchat, things like this, where you can find other people that are like you. So now you have a chance to make a stronger and more meaningful connection with someone because of social media, because it takes that entire vast world and it brings it smaller. Okay. And how old am I again? It's, when you're Picassoing this, uh, in your envisioning this, you know how All right, old am fine. I? I mean, me, with my kids, it's at least going to be maybe 14, 15 years old. We're not talking like little, little here, obviously. Okay. Okay. And and that's the way I was with my kids, too. Like, up until the age of 18, I had their passwords for social media just to kind of make sure Courtney wasn't being mean to people and Curtis wasn't inviting anybody to live in our basement. (laughs) Yeah. And, I, you know, we'll talk about a lot of that, too. We're going to get to that a little bit later, too, because I do Mm -hmm. think we need to touch on... How parenting has evolved and adapted over time, too, with the social media and identity um, crisis you would call ourselves in. Not really a crisis, but a movement. Movement. I think that's a better word. Do you think that social media has helped us? You you talked about communicating and and touching base with people and, and, and being able to keep on top of things and develop relationships and all of that. But how has it impacted our face-to-face interaction? Well, all right. So here's the thing. I see where you're going. But 2020, if it wasn't for social media, Zoom, Teams, Skype, things like those aspects, we wouldn't have a lot of face-to-face inter- interaction. The, at, the use of those applications have actually made it easier for us to continue 
conversations face to face. I mean, honestly, if we would have been back on our recording schedule that we originally tried to set when we wanted to launch this show, we were going to be doing this through Zoom or Skype because there was quarantine going. This, this is these are all valid points. <laughs> but let me take you to a time not so long ago. <laughs> we'll call it 2019. Okay. All right. How do you think that social media, the way the way it is and the way it's been being used, affects our actual real life face to face interaction? You're asking, do I believe it hinders it? Is that what you're trying to ask in a very indirect Does it way? hinder or enhance it? See, you're trying that. I'm you, trying remember, to give... Remember, <laughs> like you said at the beginning of this, lawyer, so I'm always very guarded on the question. <laughs> no, so all right. Take your pick then. Here's, here's, here, here it is. I think it has caused some changes in face-to-face interaction, but I also think that we have adapted because of that. So I... I you have childcare, preschool, kindergarten, all the way through 12th grade, right? A lot of the, especially we're going to deal with child care or daycare, however you want to call it, up to VPK and specifically up to about the third, fourth grade. There are social or there are certain aspects that a kid needs to hit in each of these grades to progress to the next one, right? No child left behind. <laughs> Don't. Nope. Nope. You're not going to bait me. You're not going to bait me. Um, Well, she tried. Well done. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. You're trying to get me to go down that tent. Um, We tend to look at these from a perspective of educational growth or motor development. But there's other keys that are happening in these grades that are important, too, which are social cues and social developments, right? Understanding how our emotions, how to get in touch with our our own emotions, understanding how our emotions affect others, how to read others' emotions and react to them. So these are things that we still get in those preschool up to about third, fourth grade that social media is not really an impact. Not yet. For some people, but I think there are some people who parent differently than maybe you or I have parented. Well, what I'm saying is they may still have social media, absolutely, but they're in face, they're, they're in class, mm-hmm. face-to-face, working with a teacher, which just real quick shout out to all teachers. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Trust me. My first degree that I tried to do in, in school was music education, and I did my internship with... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, a school (laughs) that I don't want to talk about. It was a high school. (laughs) Oh, Um, well, let me tell you, kindergarten. Oh, wow. Let me tell you, I'll take any two-year-old any day comparatively to high school kids because they are what helped me make that determination of maybe maybe I can't be a teacher. So (laughs) I think you could be a teacher. I think maybe I don't want to be a teacher. I would probably be a teacher on CNN at some point in time. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I understand. And let me tell you that the younger group is not any better. I did substitute teaching. I thought that the kindergartners were going to be great. I was like, oh my gosh, we can read Dr. Seuss. We can do all this. It was scary. It's, it was it's, scary. And they genuinely love these kids. It's hard for me to love someone else's kids. Oh, yeah. I always thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then I realized I don't really I, like anybody else. Shout out to them. Because trust me, 2020, mine. guess what? 
<laughs> got to learn how to be a teacher real quick. <laughs> it threw a little bit of a wrench into all of our plans. Just want to make a phone call real quick. Uh, y'all getting these kids back or what? What's yeah. the deal? <laughs> <laughs> the poor parents are like not even understanding how to how to help their kids get their homework onto the uh, whatever platforms they have. Talk uh, about trying to like yeah. Everybody had to do a pivot and a shift, and the kids. The kids know what they're doing, but they're not going to help the parents. They're just like, I don't know. I don't know how to upload that. I don't know how you should check my grades. (laughs) Good luck with that. But but back to what I was saying with that, I I tangented real quick. Um, Not real quick. (laughs) But we have these key blocks in the beginning that teach us these social cues. So this is why I'm not necessarily afraid of how we interact face-to-face because we've learned these key concepts. Now, have you worked with some young people recently that, that have, have dealt with, like, like, like they've uh, grown up on social huh. media? Have you worked <laughs> with people? Because I have, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've heard you talk about this at some point. I think that it has given us a, a little bit of a different... Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, there are some challenges that I think that I <laughs> ex- recently... All right. So quick backstory. I've been in the military... The Navy for about November is going to be 15, 15 years. Is he, yeah, about 15, 14, somewhere around there. I lose. Awesome. You've said um, 15 before, so. We're sticking with 15. I got to Yeah. Okay. I'm not mathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so very recently, I had the. Pleasure. The great opportunity to go back to where it all began. And I found myself back in good old Great Mistakes, Illinois. Uh, Where more of our governors have been in jail than we care to admit. <laughs> and um, our, by our, I mean, it's not mine anymore. But Illinois. <laughs> it, Illinois. It, or as I like to call it, Illinois. Okay. Well, just, so anyways. No, Illinois. Illinois. There's no S at the end of Illinois. I mean, there is an S. There's I'm no S. Say, I, I'm pretty sure there's an S there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I had a chance to go back and see the future Navy. And my final conclusion, if I'm ever on the bridge of a ship, I don't think I'm ever going to sleep because I can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no here, kids the these days. All right, all right. Kids these days. So here's the thing. Let me, let me, let me stop that because I'm... Attacking the Navy, and that's that's not cool. Um, oh, you're attacking the next generation. So I think, yes, we have had some social changes, I would say, and that has even seemed to seep into the Navy. Um, to me, discipline, I don't feel is what it used to be. In the Navy or just in general? Well, I was really specifically talking about my... <laughs> two-month experience. I'm keeping all the customers in my head this time and trying not to go too explicit. But, uh, I, yeah, I did have a lot of struggles with motivation. Not your motivation. Other people's motivation. Yeah, well, right? okay. So I go back and, and just, I changed job codes. I was originally a whole technician. I went to school, uh, back to A school, which is like in the beginning, you go to boot camp and after you go to boot camp, you go to a specialty school that teaches you your job. So I ended up having to change jobs. So unfortunately, they were like, no, you can't direct convert. You got to go back to school. So I didn't get that lucky. So I had to go back to Great Lakes. So I found myself as being, you know, a very senior person 
who's had a lot of years of experience, put in with a class full of people that have been in the Navy for, I'm just going to say a blink of an eye, all right, because this is uh, around COVID time. So a lot of them, they've had like six-week boot camps, nine-week boot camps, and they're like, well, we quarantined for like three weeks, and then we had a six-week boot camp. I was like, I had 13 weeks of a boot camp that did not have any quarantine in it. It was straight 13 <laughs> weeks. Like, no. <laughs> How are you guys getting off getting a break like that? What? No. Huh? Six weeks. What? No. Quarantine? <laughs> we didn't have quarantine when I went to boot camp. Quarantine was like your one, like maybe the three hours of sleep you got before they came in there to go fuck with you all over again. Oh, my goodness. Um. So, obviously, because of that, I, I found it really hard to motivate them because I joined just shy of post 9-11, right? So 9-11 happened 2001, right? And I joined around 2004. So there was um, a lot of these people were post 9-11, but they were so far post 9-11 that some of them weren't even alive when it happened, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, think about that. So their motivation of joining the military in this peaceful world, this peaceful break that we're in, Sure. They, they have a whole different motivation to be in the Navy than why I was in the Navy. So maybe not as deep of a purpose. They're a different yeah, I mean, kind I don't of really purpose. Wanna, yeah, exactly. I don't want to attack their purpose. You know, they still signed up to serve. They still are serving their country. They still are doing more than what others would do. They're still being Absolutely. torn away from their families. They're still going through different sacrifices. But what I found was there was already this innate level of lack of respect to authority that you generally don't find at that level in the military. Usually it's like one or two years in and then it's finally like, yeah, yeah, all right, whatever, dude. Like, go, go, you know, <laughs> go after yourself in a closet or something. But usually... No. no I mean, but no. No, that listen, doesn't happen, does it? Oh, trust me. I mean, I've been there. I, I know what that's like. Well, you know, once you get like two, three years in, when you get like around E4, it's like, psh, whatever, dude. All right? <laughs> Forget it. Um, but usually when you're dealing with a lot of the ones that are coming right out of boot camp and things like that, there's, they're still conditioned because, and I'm sure some of our listeners are military, but first, a lot of those that aren't, the whole boot camp has a purpose. The yelling, the in your face, the attention to detail, all that stuff. It's not just to stress someone out. It's not to make them cry. It's not to be evil. The whole purpose of boot camp is you have spent, we're going to say 18 years. I mean, some of them can be younger than that and some of them join older, but we're going to use the average. You spent 18 years on this world going through sets of values. I'm going to use values because that's what we learn by. We learn by our core values. Sure. You're, you're taught to be a certain way. And the focus of boot camp is to break you down and rebuild you according to the values that matter for the United States Navy. And where I have a problem with that is, is as time is changing, the core values are still the same on our courage and commitment. The thing is, how we go about reaching those values change. What we allow changes. It gets to a point where we're more accepting to your individuality in the military 
than the common goal. And it's not that I have anything against individuality. I want you to be who you are and who you are is great. When you put on that uniform, there's a certain level of standard. There's a camaraderie. There is a bind. That there, There's a common cause that we all have to meet. And it's frustrating looking at how the new levy is coming in. And it's not like a, it, it, it is in a sense that I feel bad because it's like, a, well, back in my day, yada, yada, Kids yada. these days. Kids these days. But I mean, when I'm watching how they can disrespect um, someone more senior to them or just their general attitude about it, it's, it's, it's alarming to a set. And it's not just in the military. It's not just in the Navy. This is every aspect. Like, right. you see it everywhere. So I, this kind of ties into this whole subject to me. And I know we, like, tangented real oh, far us? for this one. Okay, I tangented. I, I squirrel. No, I'm saying we both we, we both do. I follow uh, the squirrel. I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> but um, I do. I see it in, even in my experience when I went back to college, right? Because I went to college later. Same thing. I did Right? Too. And it was walking. And I, I know some of it is the difference of when I went back to college, I was married. I had kids. There was, you know, I've had life experiences. I was already in the military. I had a lot of these things going for me. Whereas these kids are younger. They don't have those responsibilities. They don't have those life altering or they don't have those changes that, mm-hmm. you know, make them someone different. And it was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was very frustrating because I was taught about deadlines and meeting deadlines and expectations. And I could sit here and watch kids, because they are their kids, sit there and whine and complain about an assignment when they've had ample time. They've had weeks to complete the assignment. And now it's up to the assignment. They're like, well, I have computer problems. And then you watch this teacher extend the date. And I'm frustrated because here it is. Not only did I have it due by the due date, I had it done before then, had it proofed by the teacher before the time of the due date to have it ready for a finalized, finished copy turned on time. And then here it is. I have this person that's like, well, I wasn't even be able to complete it because of this. And they're like, oh, we're just going to move the dates. And I, it was very frustrating. Oh, yeah. Was, I because, had the same experience. Yeah. This is what translates out into the world. This is that participation effect. Participation trophy? You mean you get an award, you get a grade, you get a whatever? So Because you showed up? Because you showed up, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to necessarily completely disregard that, but, okay, and this is the reason why I say that, all right, because I know I look like I'm jumping all over the place and I'm not trying to. My son runs track, right? Now, what they do is they give out first, second, and third place awards, Right. Mm -hmm. But then for everyone that competed, they get a participation ribbon. Oh, yeah. Right. And and I'm okay with that. I'm okay because Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're teaching them. You set out your time of the day to go do this track event that other kids didn't do. They're Mm -hmm. sitting on Saturday watching TV, playing outside or whatever. You know, you're coming in. You're doing this event. You're doing this competitive experience. You didn't win. But here's something for at least coming, which I'm okay with that as long as it's coupled with the ranking of the top finish. I, I what I don't like is you've seen it the 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 soccer games that don't don't have, count. Nobody don't have gets any, any scores. Points. There's no scoring because it's not about the winning. It's not about the losing. Yet, yes, absolutely, it is about the winning and it is about the losing because that is what keep, keeps us driving forward. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe it's an animalistic nature for us or whatever, the com- but the competitiveness, the com- everything that comes along with sports. I mean, if you think about it, I guess half the people that you work with get a participation trophy. They all get paid whether they do <laughs> whether they're right. doing their job. You're or all not. getting the participation, <laughs> but here's the thing: winning and losing in sports, winning and losing in these types of things, translates to winning and losing in life. And mm. how you handle it. And, 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 and yeah, absolutely, absolutely in how you handle it, of course. And both both sides of it. No, I mean you have to learn how to lose. Let's just let's just keep that real. All right. Oh, yeah. Learning how to lose really helps define who you're gonna be. Because I know I've been in my I, I know I've had my walks in life where you take a loss and the idea of learning how to take that loss, two two things happen out of it, I, I feel. Self reflection and improvement, right? When you take a loss you, you have to reflect internally, what did I do to deserve this loss? Sure. And that sounds weird, but that, that's really what it is. You lost because you deserve that loss. It, it, you know, I mean, people are going to be better than you, absolutely. But you take that, you, you, you look at that self-reflection, and then you make the next step. How do I get better? Right. You don't throw your Scrabble board. I'm just think, thinking things that I'm competitive oh, no. about. Yeah, no, trust you me. You don't throw yeah. your Scrabble board across the table and then just be like, Oh, I don't know how I can possibly improve. You don't quit because you lost. That's another big key, I think. You know, that, that's, it's a skill that it seems when we're young with parents, we're like, oh, well, if they just want to quit because they're not enjoying it, then that's fine. But what are you teaching them for skills later on in life? Oh, if things get hard, I can quit. Right. And I, I feel we miss these conceptions when, and I understand where people are coming from with this world of, you know, it's not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about the game they played. And absolutely, there is something to be said about the grind to get places, but there has to be an end goal. A game that doesn't have scores doesn't have an end goal. There's no purpose to play the game. Right. At that point, it's just a recreational activity. That they could easily do without a coach there. But even a recreational activity, when you're playing with your friends and you're playing tag and you're playing uh, red light, green light, you're playing flashlight, you're playing manhunt when you get older. That was my game. Duck, duck, go. We're not going to get started on that again. Duck, duck, go. But there's a level of ass. There's a level of, um, there's always a level of competitiveness. No one wants to lose. When you get later on in life, no one wants to lose. Do you want to lose your house? Well, no, well, well that turns really dark really quick. But I'm no, saying, but why do you why do you go to work and make money to keep your bills paid off to keep your house? You're winning. It's an aspect of winning. That's we true. Just, we don't look at it like that. We we want to say, oh well, those are just the normal things you got to do in life. No, those are skills that you're taught. Ambition, motivation, follow through, all of these things. Yeah. They're all taught through sports, through competitiveness. Uh, whether it's sports, whether it's like debate team, it's the band, it's art, it's whatever. You're still taught through all of these different things. Ambition, to strive, to be better, to not just accept the, 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 the minimum, the par level, but to keep going beyond sure it's always raising the bar it's always setting achieving and moving forward with your goals right so like the saying that you like to say low expectation equals low results right absolutely 
Absolutely. And a lot of times we do, we set those expectations not only for ourselves, but for our kids, for the people in our lives. If we always have that bar at just a mediocre stage, that's all people are going to reach up to. People reach up to where you expect them to reach to. You have to either raise the bar or let them know that there's something beyond it. So who are the people that should be raising these bars? I think individuals for themselves need to raise the bars, but I think that people in your group, in your tribe, in your family, in your, uh, like those expectations have to be higher. You have to, you, you have to give people something to strive for. So then should I be a helicoptering parent then? No. <laughs> no, but that's what you're just telling me, right? No. Or is there I, a difference? Because I feel... There's a difference. There's a difference because you are setting the ex- expectation for a child or young adult to reach a certain level. You have to give them the ability to uh, to achieve those goals and also fail. Like they have, they have to also be able to be a part of deciding what their goals are. Like my son, for instance, in high school, he ran track. Okay. He ran track and he ran it because it was something that he was, he's not a competitive person except Rocket League video game. Like that's (laughs) his competitive. I don't, it's cars playing soccer. So for those that don't know, Rocket League is a video game. And the concept is where you are car and you're you're playing you're playing soccer. Vehicular soccer. <laughs> like the, the 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 definition of that is hilarious. Vehicular it, soccer. It 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 is. But and it's a I've, serious game. It is. Like he's devoted a significant amount of time. The kid is brilliant, but he's devoted a significant amount of time to pretending to be a car playing soccer. Hey, and I don't understand it, but I also don't understand Minecraft, which is what my daughter plays. So <laughs> I am very confused. Maybe I'm just out of touch with, with what's going on these days. But he was not competitive as far as, as track goes. Okay. He did it for an extracurricular activity so that he wasn't just always in the books, like studying, like the what have you. So when he got ready to go to college, I was like, are you... Are you going to continue with track? Do you want to look into getting scholarships for track? And he's like, I don't think that my coach in in college would be very appreciative of the fact that I really don't care whether we win or lose. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that was not something that he was going to go on with and be productive and be uh, trying to achieve goals because it wasn't something he identified as a goal that he wanted to do. But other things in, in, in life, the kids have set their their goals and moved forward. Like he became a um, recommended black belt. Like he went through once he knew where he wanted to go, he got to that goal. You know, Court- Courtney graduated um, with her, her degree. Um, she, she changed a few times, but whatever, whatever she identifies as her goal and as important to her, she can reach. But as a parent, I can't define those goals. They, ha- I can, he- I can help guide. I think and you I can guide them. I, I can, but I have to, I have to let them figure out what it is they want to do and follow. I can't force what I think they should do. I can, I can help guide. 
I can give some, I can give some either or scenarios and say, would you rather do this or this? Something that I'm comfortable with, but I can't, I don't feel like it's my place, even as a parent, to force them into any one lane. I have to give them. Well, yeah, autonomy. you give them, I, I mm, see, I, I feel it's a yes and no. You have to give them these lanes. You have to give them these rows. But I feel it comes to a certain point in time where I have to start narrowing these rows. I have to start picking them out and helping them get focused. I mean, a kid is a kid, right? If I leave a kid unchecked, and I don't necessarily mean they're like running to the wilds. They want to become the jack of all trades, master of none type cut. Like I've at some point in time, I have to kind of not not force them down the right track, but I, I kind of have to help them start removing options so they can start focusing on a path, start tuning in their skills. I think I think you give them the tools that they need to figure out how to drop those options. Like like you're not like telling them these well, options. Well, I'm not going to be on top of them, right? Because if I'm making every decision for them and forcing them down the road, how they look becoming an adult is dependent. They, they become in a spot where decision-making... <laughs> steps forward ambition it's it's hard for them my mom did that for me she made every decision that i possibly could ever have if i didn't like a job if i didn't like to do something quit stop you shouldn't do that you might fail and when i did come out and live on my own <clears throat> i was a very very poor decision maker i stood in an aisle one time trying to decide which dishwashing liquid to buy. When I was newly married, very young, 19, 20 years old, I'm standing in the aisle going, do I buy the one that my mom always used to buy? Should I buy the one that matches the kitchen? Do I buy this one because it's cheaper? And then I realized I don't even do dishes. What the hell? Just I mean, you don't get... do dishes. Well, not then I didn't. All right. <laughs> Just leave that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And I'm like, why, why am I spending so much time trying to decide this? I'm just going to grab, I don't even know what I grabbed. But yes, I was paralyzed with decision making. I did not know how to do it. I get that. Yeah. Um, my I, experience, I guess, into with my parents was a little, not a little, it was a lot different. Um, still, they were very strict. Um, there were rules, I, I would say, that were hard to, to fashion. So decision making. So the problem was with decision making, I was given two clear decisions in path, college or military. I decided to choose the even more restrictive path. And then it made it even more restrictive of decision making skills. But what I can say is those strict paths help get me to the person I am now where I am trying to be ambitious. I am seeking. I am moving forward. So it's not that necessarily saying that helicoptering is bad. I think it's just how it's done. Well, I think if we are always protecting our kid and they're always in a bubble and we're always trying to guide them or, or, or let them well, not make Guiding mistakes, is fine. I think it's when you're pushing them. Or not allowing them to make mistakes. Yeah. Or not allowing them to lose or making sure they're on a team where there's they're playing sports that doesn't count the score. <laughs> You are setting them up for for basically not knowing how to be a productive member of they society. They have to have a challenge. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I tell you, 
my son, like he was running with the three-year-olds in the first few weeks of track. And it was not even a competition. It's to the point that this kid was seriously like playing with the ground when the whistle blew. All the other kids are running. I'm like, hey, it's time to go. He gets up, he runs, he wins. So you know what we did? Okay, time to run with the four-year-olds. So guess what? He's not getting as many blue ribbons now, first place ribbons. He's getting some second place and some third place. But Because he has a challenge. But he's a challenge. And you know what I've seen? is now that he's been practicing and running with the four-year-olds. Now, granted, last week it was a flop because he just his focus needed focus, but he's a three-year-old. He's not <laughs> always going to – every day is not always going to be the day of focus for him. But, it was a day for him to learn how to just accept the participation, right? <laughs> but in practice, he started having that concept of, I'm going to beat you. I'm, I'm going to win. I'm going to – and, you know, like – and I know some of the other parents were just – they kind of had, like, that look, but – and it wasn't that I necessarily was condoning it or like uh, I was not condoning that I was um, encouraging it, but it's something that I wanted to kind of let just go because he's exploring that ambition. He's exploring that hunger of winning, which is important because let me tell you, every time that he lost, guess what? He got back up on the line and he made a determination to win again. So he's learning how to lose. And he's understanding that, okay, it didn't happen this way now. What do I have to do to make it better? Absolutely. And those are the, to me, those are the ground blocks for what I can do to help him that when he becomes an adult and it's about, you know, working hard to get a degree or working hard to go to school or even if he doesn't chose school, if he chooses to do vocational or if he chooses to be an athlete, whatever, he's always going to have the ambition and the hunger to win. In whatever he does. In whatever he does. And what we're saying, though, is he might not go to school. What? Well, yeah. You mean okay. college isn't for everyone? It's not even necessarily college is for everyone. It's, it's <laughs> listen, degrees are great. And I am I learned that cause too. I finally got mine. Like, it's. I did too. But there's no shame in someone that doesn't go to school. They're not less than or anything. I, hey, sometimes, <laughs> not even, hey, plumbers. The trades are booming right now. Not even that they're booming, but remember, my first job in the Navy was a hole technician. It's a welder. It's it's um, it's a welder by trade. I mean, there's other things that we have to do, but I'm not going to get into those. <laughs> they're not the, <laughs> are you sure? They're not the most gloriful <laughs> portions of the Navy. But there is a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of not just skill. But intelligence has to go in to be able to do these types of jobs. And we look at someone and say, oh, you're smart. You should go, you know, go be a doctor. That That's true. And they can dedicate that time to do the doctor. But at the same point in time, they can also dedicate to run their own business. And that's something that I think we have lost at some point. Because it's even with me growing up, the thought of owning a business was never anything. And I'm always working for someone. And that entrepreneurial spirit that America is built on. But that entrepreneurial spirit comes from winning. And comes, drive. Comes from motivation. Loss. Because I and you know, I wish we had a small business owner here that I'm sure they would tell you, like, there's gonna be losses when you're starting up your own small business. But you have to do two things, right? You gotta self reflect. And you have to improve. 
Absolutely. And I actually helped uh, one of my friends. Oh, I guess it's been about, gosh, I've lived here for three years. So probably about four years ago, she had worked um, for a long time at a, a, a company in, in Illinois, and they were downsizing. So she had to look for something else that she needed, wanted to do. So she started a small business. It was a like, come in, do your arts and crafts type thing. It's a, how do they word it? Like, like you can come there and actually she'll teach you how to paint these signs or whatever. And then you purchase the materials and make the mess in her shop. Well, her first iteration was, I mean, it was, it was, it was good, but she had to build off of that and she had to, you know, we had to really market it and move forward and she's doing great. She has a, a successful business in her small town and it's, it's just how, how you have to do it. You have to understand that there are going to be lulls and it's not walking away and giving up just because you didn't make X, Y, Z in the first quarter. I get that. So now that we've done all of that. I'm going to go back to that original question. So we missed a little bit. <laughs> how do you feel about Facebook and the face and, and people's perception on how they live their life based on Facebook? Are you implying that some people maybe only show their highlight reels? Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, Our yeah. best, best foot forward? Like, like if I'm comparing myself to the Joneses, am I comparing myself to the real Joneses or am I comparing myself to what they put on Facebook? I think that in order to have a clear idea of whether that's true is you have to be able to say that social media is a place for us to connect virtually. We really still do have to know people in a more concrete way in order to truly, Ah, truly. I see there you keep going again. Let's, yeah. (laughs) I get it. And it's, it's, well, because I look at it like this too. You grew up. And most of your core connections were well before, well before the, 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 the use of social media. Social media came later. And, and when I mean later, I don't mean like, I, I mean, it came to the point that you already had core developments. You already had core friends. You already had core social connections before social media. But I've made core connections with people after social media, right? Right. But what I'm saying is, as you grew up, and became older through life, right? Mm -hmm. You were already built on the definition of what connections should be because you experienced them before social media. So your your perception, your idea of how are we connected, you you need to write me a letter. I need to see you face to face. We have to go do something to be connected. Whereas kids nowadays... Oh God! I just kids these days. Uh, Kids these days. Where now it is, they have the ability to make some of those core connections virtually. They make friends through intermediate platforms. I'm I'm going to use video games for an example. They make friends in Scotland when they live in America. I did that with AOL chat rooms. But, but that was that that's still the beginning of AOL chat rooms was the beginning Yahoo? of social media. It was AIM. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I recently signed yep. up for another AOL did you? account. Yes. Just just for the fun of it. It goes along with my MySpace that I can yep. still sign uh-huh. into. Oh man, MySpace used to be it. But it was even still AOL then when well, 
once you got past like the 10 discs that it took to install. <laughs> oh my gosh, and the dial-up connection. Oh, but wait, was it, wasn't there an, a Yahoo Chats room, like chat rooms? There was Yahoo Messenger. And I used to go on, oh, I used to go on just specifically to chat with people from Australia so because I love their accent. So wait a minute, are you saying that you used social media to make meaningful connections. Oh, no, none of those were meaningful to... connections. It was literally <laughs> just for the accents. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways. But what, what I'm getting at is I think now, and it took going back to Great Lakes and being frustrated almost every day. What? <laughs> and 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 reflecting on, because here, here's the thing. Here's where it's, it matters. I can sit there and pout and say, the Navy has no future. It's screwed. I can't even communicate with these kids. How am I going to get past it? Right. Or I could go to the perspective of how do I look at what motivates them, what drives them, what causes their means of communication and adapt it. So it takes a little bit of that realization that, you know, it's not our say anymore. It's theirs because, hey, you make that look, but who's going to be taking care of you? Who's going to be your nurse? Who's going to be your doctor? Who's going to be your lawyer? Yeah, that's scary. It's scary. It's scary. scary, But think about it. How do you think your parents felt when it was your turn coming up and it was kids these days? They're all watching that TV now. TVs in our house. Uh, Every, I I think there's a change through every step of the way. get that but if you if you think about it okay so so one of the things i've i've said is that like on facebook we tend to live tan you know like 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 next to each other in the social media platform tangentially tangentially we tangentially live next to each other yeah i know we tried that one earlier and i was like yeah i'm not saying that word (laughs) But if I, if I look back at it and I, I'm like, I have my best friend back in Illinois and she and I don't connect on a regular basis, but we feel connected because we live next to each other in this virtual world. Okay. So I see her post. I see what she's doing. I don't necessarily feel the need for us to connect with a phone call or a text or whatever. So I think that it lowers in some instances our actual communication because I already see what she's doing. She sees what I'm doing and we don't have that true connection anymore. This is all based on theory and has nothing to do with my best friend back in Illinois and the fact that we haven't talked on the phone for two weeks. Oh, that, that was <laughs> subtle. Uh, that was subtle. <laughs> let me, let me use my, let me, let me, let me practice here. I was low key all shade. See, it's the uh, it's the blanketed shade for me. Okay, it's the fact that we haven't talked for two weeks for me. <laughs> See, I'll tell you, I've been finding a way to connect to these kids. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, and yes, I can even call myself a little guilty with that sometimes. It's where you see people living their lives and you make a comment here and there on Facebook and you're connected, right? I mean, you liked their picture, so... You know what's going on in their life. Sure. I can see that. But I still think, again, that's just an adaptation to how we communicate now and not necessarily saying that we communi- we're communicating less. I think it's just adapted. 
I mean, the best adaptation has been that unfollow button. Like, you can still be my friend, but I don't have to see what's going on in your life. <laughs> like, I still like you enough to go check to see what drama you're doing. Yes. But we're not close enough. We're not We're not close like that. All right. So, I feel like we've hit these topics pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. But I want to hear what you guys think about this. How do you feel? Do you feel that you're connected? Do you feel you're disconnected? I mean, I need to pre- I need to not preface, but to, but to say, I love technology. I love social media. Don't get me wrong. Please go search our all things B N W J K. Oh man, there it is. She finally got she, it straight. Well, I mean, it was still pretty slow. But wow! You got it out. Talk about shade. What? What? Man, I'm just saying. Man, but yes, uh, I, I, I mean, technology is great. I, I, I have nothing. About, I have some things against technology, obviously. <laughs> but I think when you accompany accompany it with actual real connections and and building that, like purposefully building connections, I think. I think we have to be a little slow on that. I think we can do that. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I I do agree. That's something that we can make an effort to do is actually reach out. And while we're saying that, when you get off this episode, make sure you reach out to some friends, some families. Oh, I thought we were just going to give my veteran. address. Give my address so I can get a... <laughs> everybody can send me a little note. All my military friends, find a veteran, <laughs> call them, reach oh, out. absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important. So next week... Uh, We'll talk about something a little more serious, huh? Uh, I think we might. Yeah. I, th- I think we might. Do we want to? Are we gonna? Are we gonna tease on that? Or no, are we I don't just know if we're gonna tease it. it we're just gonna leave it there. You guys need to tune in because uh, it's it's much more in tune. I think with how everything's going on right now, and okay. it's it's a serious subject. It's something that needs to be talked around in every dinner table, and not just one particular group that sits and has to have the conversation absolutely and as always it 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 does it can be divisive but needs to the whole we point need of to this meet is the making it less divisive right meet in the middle all right That's guys why. so thank you again for listening to us and uh have a good night 